He's a mama duck outside my... With her babies? No, it's just her right now. There's a plastic bag in my pond. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> well, the excitement of a plastic bag. Yep, that's my wildlife. You go feed it some bread every once in a while? Yeah, go throw a loaf of bread at it and say, Loaf of bread in its it. plastic casing, yeah? Eat it! Welcome to the Foolish Wanderers Podcast. Why must I be surrounded by fools? Welcome, Wanderers. Hey, Wanderers. Welcome back to the Foolish Wanderers Podcast. Today, we're talking about some old pop culture tech that's become reality. Became? 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 Become? Becomes? I don't know. Became, becomes, become, okay. becomed? <laughs> becometh. Becometh. I becometh. becometh. It has becometh reality. Yeah, that's becometh reality works. <laughs> Before we start off with our main topic, we're going to dive into Kendra's useless fact of the day. It's pretty useful. Um, <laughs> we're useless, actually. It doesn't matter. It is what it is. All right, here we go. So, the heads on Easter Island have bodies. Yeah, I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. So, everybody's sort of. I don't think I have to explain what the heads of Easter Island are. If you don't know, if you've been like living under a rock, just Google it. But yeah, so the iconic stone heads from Easter Island, they actually have bodies underneath the surface. So in the 2010s, archaeologists studying the hundreds of stone statues on the Pacific Island, they excavated two of the figures revealing full torsos, which measure as high as 33 feet. And it's kind of funny because the they're kind of wearing like speedos or like thong <laughs> or like thong look thong looking things. Okay. But it's it's pretty funny. I like that they had clothes on them. <laughs> At least uh, you kind of think that if they had clothes on then or some sort of like uniform on then it, that's kind of like a representation of someone that they admired or Worshipped or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what the stones are supposed to be. If they're supposed to represent the people, like the islanders, or maybe like gods. I'm not really sure. I would assume gods. You think with the size, probably. But I don't think anyone really knows, do they? They haven't really discovered the meaning of it, have they? Mm-mm. I want to yeah. know, since they have bodies, like why did they? <laughs> why are they buried? Why can you only see the heads? That's kind of, yeah, you kind of have to think too it's like either they buried them so you just saw the heads or they were like in a pit and then it filled in over time one of the two and then the heads were just above the pit so then they were left oh so i found some information about so why they're so the heads have been covered by successive mass transport deposits on the island that buried the statue's lower half these events enveloped the statues and gradually buried them to their heads as the islands naturally weathered and eroded through the centuries so that is why so it's not so they think it's not deliberate that makes sense because otherwise why would you take 33 feet of stone and carve it so intricately and then and put thongs on them and then not want to show off the thongs (laughs) it doesn't make any sense Kendra's distressed over the lack of visuals. <laughs> Ooh, they also found, the team of archaeologists also found etched petroglyphs on the backs of the figures. So they look like crescent shaped to represent the Polynesian canoes. So the canoe motif is likely the symbol of the Carver's family providing clues as to the different familial or group structures on the island. 
Cool. Does it mean like each of the stones had the same marking on the back or are they all different? I think they're all different. Ooh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And this concludes your random fact of the day with Kendra. You ready for fun blasts from the past that have become reality in today's world? I am. Okay. The first one we're going to be talking about is the iPad. So the iPad, a kind of looking thing, was first mentioned in Arthur C. Clarke's futuristic novel, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Was it in the movie? Yeah. So the movie and the book were actually written simultaneously. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. It's kind of cool. So yeah. So like in the film version... You can see, I'll, leave, I'll put all these like little images and stuff of what I can on the So, uh, the, on the, so the listeners can see too? Okay. Yeah, so you can see what we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, so if you even if you just Google like Space Odyssey iPad, you'll see like, the two like <laughs> two astronauts. Uh, they're sitting at this like long table. Looks like they're at a cafeteria. Okay, honestly, it looks yeah, like they're, they're at a cafeteria. Food. This looks like what does. my work, um, the work break room looks like now <laughs> so when everyone has lunch they're just eating on trays and they're looking at their phones not talking to each other yeah so, yeah. yeah they predicted that they predicted, they predicted an- our antisocial social. Life. <laughs> yeah i like it yeah so pretty much these ipads and it kind of makes you wonder how if apple or steve is it jobs steve jobs steve jobs miss yeah Sorry, I get them confused with Bill Gates. What? <laughs> I don't know why, but my brain why? just like interchanges. I don't know because, like, if I look at them, I'm like, oh yeah, I know, like, I'm really bad at names. So, do you just so. see nerds with glasses wearing sweaters? No, <laughs> no. Like, I can see like the differences in their face. Like, I know who it is. Like, when I see faces, mm-hmm. but putting names to faces, I'm really bad at. Especially like with actors and actresses. Actresses. And Are you stuff, bad at that I'm too? I'm horrible at it. I can get character names and like the way that they look but their actual names a lot of times i get confused on it honestly i'm gonna have a um, confession i get the billionaire businessman warren buffett okay and then the singer who sings um margaritaville and cheeseburger and cheeseburger (laughs) in paradise jimmy buffett i get them mixed up i'm like so warren buffett sings that margaritaville and then jimmy buffett's the billionaire right no they're switched around so I get them confused yeah. all the time. So at least you have like the same last names, then that one makes more sense than just completely missing Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but. I can sympathize, even though you you see you just look at them, you're like, they're just nerds wearing glasses and sweaters. No. Okay, moving on. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, so you kinda of think about you think about like when you watch this movie, you kind of wonder if Steve Jobs kind of took some inspiration from these so-called iPad and, and the Space Odyssey movies because it's this big tablet that when they you see him at first watching like the newscast from Earth, pretty much I think it's the BBC newscast um, while they're eating, and then when they're done with the newscast, they press a button, kind of like our home button on like iPhone or iPad or whatever, and it goes it's like closes the window but like has like what we now know as like apps. So like it kind of has like the same little square. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so it's like it's basically the same thing. Exactly. It's the same thing pretty much, just called different. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's sort of what like an invention is or like a designer mm-hmm. or art is. You're taking influence, your influence from things from the past or things that you've seen and you just kind of take it and run with it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's yeah. yeah. But that's really yeah. weird. Yeah, I bet he was cool. influenced by it. Oh, yeah. And just like, kind of put more sleek design into it. And then, but that was in 1968. That's when the movie came out. So, yeah, Stanley yeah, so the movie. Stanley Kubrick, who is an insane genius. I love his movies. <laughs> Great director. 
That movie's so weird. Have you seen 2001 A Space Odyssey? No, I've only seen, like, clips of it. Oh, have you seen, like, that creepy, like, this... Okay, this is spoiler alert. I really don't care. I don't really (laughs) like this movie. I just remember... I've only seen it once. And all I remember is, like, this Hal is, like, the computer that talks. I don't remember if he's the villain or not. I think he is. But in the end... The astronaut just becomes like this giant, like space baby who talks. <laughs> it's really weird. But so you mean like he just doesn't know how to to pilot the ship? You mean no? Like he or... literally becomes a giant space galaxy like baby. What? Okay. Yes. Look it up. Look it up. Type in two thousand one space odyssey, and then just put baby. It's creepy. Yep. You'll see. It's he's just like a. It's like a star. I think it's the Star Child. If that's what they. Oh yeah, that's what it says. It's called. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's weird. Isn't that creepy? It's lit. It's just like a newborn that's just like floating in space, and he's the Star Child. That must be like a, a theme then of like in cartoons I... and stuff. Because I've seen other renditions of Space Baby. Yeah, like I mean, or Cosmic Baby. <laughs> I'm sure it's been like Family Guy or The Simpsons or South Park does something like that. I think Gravity Falls has a version, don't they? Yeah, I think they have a version of it. But I mean, yeah, yeah it's a very iconic movie. It would make sense to people to, you know, do That's rips true. on it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that movie, I don't like it, but it's really <laughs> iconic for design and futuristic stuff. That one's cool. Mm-hmm. The iPad. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the next one, mobile phones. This one you might have heard before. So if you don't know the show uh, Star Trek, they have a thing called the communicator. Basically, it's like it looks kind of like a flip phone. But it's it, like how they communicate. It looks exactly it's, like a flip phone, doesn't it? A little, it like it doesn't have the screen. Like when you flip it open, it's just like a mesh cover over like the actual device, but like compared to a phone. But yeah, so in 1966 was when they first introduced the uh, communicator in Star Trek, and then 30 years later, Motorola launched their first mobile phone, flip phone, and as a nod to the series, they call it the StarTac. S T A R T A C. Yeah, and it looks it looks pretty close to kind of like the same style it's like a flip phone um, yeah no screen it's just speakers yeah, and yeah, little the screen's keypad on the, um yeah the screen's right above the keypad so the top of it's just like a cover like the, the microphone or the earpiece and then your yeah star tech star tech but then get this the first one will cost you just a measly 1967 dollars in u.s dollars oh my gosh <laughs> So if you think the oh new Apple iPhone's gosh. bad, <laughs> this one doesn't have any bells or whistles. It's, it's literally just, just to make calls. Yep, just to, I don't I don't know if you can text on it or not. No I don't way. So. I don't think so at no. all. Yeah, but it was ahead of its time, and yeah, this oh is way before gosh. the, the yeah. razor too. Way before the oh yeah, totally before, with the yeah. razor. I remember my nana, who was a nurse. I think she was working in the emergency room during this time, but she had, in the 80s, she had a, basically a cell phone with quotations, okay? Cell phone, <laughs> mobile phone, okay. and it for emergencies because she lives on like a rural, rural area sort of mm-hmm. thing, so she could be on call to go uh, um, for emergency stuff like that. Anyway, she had, yeah, mobile phone, cell phone, and it was a huge, I've seen it. But it was a huge, basically like a messenger bag. Huge, like, purse. looks like a big messenger bag. Really, like, tactical, military-looking style thing. And then, like, the phone comes out of the bag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. If you even think of, too, like, the first 
cell phones, like the brick, those huge, like, isn't that in the 80s too? Like those 90s, yeah, like 90s? late okay. 80s, early 90s, depends on what job yeah. you worked. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I remember my dad had a cell phone, it was Motorola, and it was like, looked like a brick. <laughs> and then it had a little antenna, and then you like pull yeah, out yeah. the <laughs> antenna to magnify yeah. the, magnify the, um, the service. I want to look that mm-hmm. up, like. Yeah, they're pretty cool to look at, but it's just, it's amazing if you think about it in about, like, 40 years, how far we've come. Like, we go from this basic monster cell phone that just makes calls and, like, can't reach a whole lot of places and crazy expensive mm-hmm. to, like, these little computers in the palm of your hand that does pretty much anything you want it to. I don't know. I kind of like the communicator from Star Trek design. It's got, like, gold and too. black. They should mm-hmm. do, um, is Motorola still make phones? I have no idea. Yeah. They should, yeah, I think they, they just should came do, out with another one. They should do something. Yeah, they did a flip again, didn't they? Like a razor or something? Like a, I believe so. That was cool. It looked cool. But they yeah. should do another version of the StarTac, like a revamped. That'd be cool. Like update it and make it look more like a communicator. Mm-hmm. Like put the black and the gold and yeah. That'd be sweet. Their new one that came out, it looks like it's like one of the, like a flip phone but has a touch screen on the front, it looks like. And it opens up and has like the huge screen. It's like the folding, like huge screen. Yeah, the new yeah, Motorola but- Razor. It's, it looks cool, but I mean, how it's do they as, keep like, dramatic as the old Razor? I kind of like the uh, old Razor design better. I like the new one better, but I just don't. I don't trust <laughs> the whole one screen. Um, yeah. The, how does a screen flip in half and say like it'd be okay? I feel like the life on these things, like the life expectancy on a phone like this, would be I don't even know. Maybe like a year and a half before everything starts acting up yeah i don't know i guess it is so new yet i wouldn't i mean it'd be cool no. to see it in person mm-hmm. like try it in a I don't store know but yeah for sure my rule of thumb for buying new products is always never buy the first edition of anything yeah that's true because so i mean to work out the kinks and then, oh yeah you gotta work out the kinks. <laughs> i don't want to be your guinea pig yeah okay let's move on what do we got next Alrighty. So next one, we have Earbuds, which was foretold by Ray Brad- Bradbury in 1953. He had a poetic passage in his novel Fahrenheit 451, written in 1953. This is his quote describing earbuds. He says, And in her ears, little seashells, the thimble radios tamp tight, and an electronic ocean of sound, of music and talk, and music and talk, coming in, coming in on the shore of her unsleeping mind. Basically describing like little radios that she put into her ears that look kind of like seashells. Oh yeah, so they all walked of... around with them in um, Fahrenheit 451, I think. Yeah, so it's kind of kind of interesting, just like very vague like explanation of it, but you can kind of see where he's going with it, just like a little radio that project sound into your ears so yeah that one's kind of cool i don't have any photos for this one i don't yeah i mean it's a book it's a book it's a great book did you have to read that book for like high school or college or anything no i don't think so no we read um animal farm the scarring book of animal farm it's a great book also but (laughs) i don't care for that one you don't like that we have to read Uh, it creeped me out i mean it's supposed to (laughs) yeah so we had to read like a lot of like a lot of plays and stuff which i kind of like a lot of shakespeare a lot of like romeo and juliet um Cask of the Montalato, like a lot of... Oh, you mean Cask yeah. of Amontillado by um, Edgar Allan Poe? I think so, yeah. We had to read The Birds, which creeped me out again. We watched the what's movie. that? The, the birds? birds? Oh, the oh, you'd birds. be terrified. <laughs> the Birds. birds. 
the B-I-R-D-S, the animal. I thought you said yep. birds, like B-U-R-R-S or something. I was like, what is oh, that? Oh, no, the birds. Yeah, no, I've seen that movie. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's not nice. Also, it's not fun to watch. <laughs> it's. I think it's more scary in the fact that if you watched any documentaries about Alfred Hitchcock and him making movies. It's kind of even more scary to watch his movies now because you're like, oh, he was like harassing his actress and like a horrible person to work with. Yeah, um. you want to think's perfect, but <laughs> I think who is the actress of the star of the birds? I think it's like Tippy something, Tippy Heddleton. Yeah, Tippy's- I think we talked about this on an episode. Have a while we? Back. But yeah, he is real so, birds, yeah. and they like attacked her, and then that actress has like PTSD from Which birds. Which is messed up because that's that's forever. Like that that's Tippy, not okay. Yeah, Tippy Hedren. Yeah, she's not still alive, is she? Or is she? Tippy Hedren. No, she's alive. She's ninety-one oh, years she old. Okay. Yep, and she's from New oh, okay. Ulm, Minnesota. Hey, that's cool. And her children, at. her daughter is Mel- Melanie Griffith, who's an actress. Isn't she an actress? I think she's an actress. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, she's an so. actress, and then that means that her granddaughter is Dakota Johnson, who is an actress right now. American actress. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three generations. Cool. Dakota Johnson took down Ellen. <laughs> Did you ever see that viral video? No. You, it's I don't so, think so. It's I don't... so awkward and cringy. You mean, like, she was on the show? She like... was on the show, and she's being interviewed by Ellen, and Ellen's like, you had a birthday party. Dakota goes, yeah. Then Ellen goes, I wasn't invited. She's like, why didn't you invite me? As like a joke, sort of, in her like joking phrase. And then that mm-hmm. sort of seemed like it ticked Dakota Johnson off. And she went, actually, Ellen, I did invite you, but you didn't come. You came oh. up. Yeah. And then Ellen was like, no, 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 I, I was invited. And she's like, no. She's, or she's like, I wasn't invited. And she's like, no, you were actually invited. You just didn't come. And then Ellen was like, oh, what? She's like, why didn't I come? And the producer went, um, you had that thing. And then Ellen was like, oh, yeah, I had a thing. And then the rest of the interview oh. was like very awkward and weird. That's a little... I mean, you don't have to go to like every part, like every birthday party. Like that's kind of a lot. But to lie about it, that's that's a little upsetting. But anyway, after 18 months after that whole infamous interview, <laughs> Ellen got taken down. That's when all that stuff oh. came out that she was being rude to the her producers, writers, interns, um, like all that weird like that stuff that all the weird accusations that were coming out and mm-hmm. other like actors and actresses were like yeah she i was told not to look at her in the eye i was told not to talk if she would like, unless she addressed me <laughs> stuff like that that's really sad actually mm-hmm. but yeah so every tongue that rises against dakota johnson shall fall <laughs> <laughs> okay but it, yeah, no, you every, you gotta look it up. It was really weird. The whole interview was <laughs> it was really cringy. Let's look it up when I'm bored one night and mm-hmm. just watch the cringe. No, it was cringy. All right, next one. Next one. All right, so the next one, next couple are actually a little bit more interesting. Have you seen from the Jetsons or like again Star Trek? How they like their food? They have machines that materialize it out of nothing. So the Jetsons had the food machine. Uh, they'd make their meals, like press a button and they'd make it and spit it out for them. And then like, get Star Trek, the replicator, which would make materialize food from midair. Well, basically, so this is not quite the same thing, but there's a study from the Columbia University. Which is where in they're in New York City, right? Like New York or... Uh, let me oh, wait, I don't quick. think they are. If anyone goes to Columbia that's listening and they're like, oh my god, <laughs> she's so dumb. I don't know. I didn't go to an Ivy League school. Yeah. Oh, it is in New York City. <laughs> yes. Eat it. 
eat it. Well, you might be able to eat some of their 3D printed food because that's what they're working on. (laughs) That was a great one. Great (laughs) tie-in. So, yes, they're working on uh, a new 3D printer that prints food. So right now they're working with like limited cooking abilities. So they use like a microwave thing to cook it. Their foods that they can extrude to make these different combinations and different meals includes uh, sweet dough, jujube jam, sesame paste, shrimp paste, chicken paste, and shoe dough. Shoe dough is like what you make cream puffs and eclairs out of. It's like that fluffy, airy kind of dough. Wait, so, yeah. how the heck does this thing print it? I think it's just like these pastes. And then when they print it out to the shape they want it, I think they nuke it. And then that's how it cooks it and keeps its shape see that's how i know you're from the midwest is because you said nuke it in the microwave <laughs> and i was like yep i'm like i say that too so does my dad what is else what else do you call it I, like microwave it i think like they say microwave i think uh, yeah people tell me what you say when you're gonna use the microwave do you say nuke it do you say <laughs> do you say cook it microwave it oh cook it i guess yeah but i guess like when i hear cook it it'd be like in the oven or like on the stove that's or what i i mean i say nuke it too yeah i'm like nuclear blast it <laughs> Sounds so weird, but yeah, I know you're from the Midwest. <laughs> that's another that's another tell well, tell all. Nuke yep. yeah. it. Yeah, nuke it. <laughs> yep. So yeah, so I guess I think there's um, a couple of different restaurants that actually their gimmick is that they 3D print their food right now anyways. How? So there's like a pizza place that does this and then they cook it. It's like extrude the dough and the sauce and they cook it. So Okay. How long though does this take? To for like if I want to cream puff or whatever with that shoe dough stuff how long is this stuff taking to like print it print the damn ball and then they have to put like heat it up because the sure because just my experience from using crappy 3d printers (laughs) (laughs) um it 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 takes a while yeah it does i i think it probably take let me see if I can find it quick. You'd think it'd take maybe like 30 minutes because then you nuke it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a huge meal. It's just, I a, don't know. just a ball of dough. Pretty much, yeah. I guess the whole gimmick, though, is your food is three has been 3D printed mm-hmm. and then microwaved. Now give us $30. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's more like that. Uh, it says, so this little thing that popped up says... The B-Hex 3D printer can make a pizza in four minutes. What? Uh, so apparently that one type of food 3D printer 3D printer can make a pizza in four minutes. Holy crap. But, How much- but again, like, they're not printing, like, they don't have to heat the material when it's printing. And they don't, like, it's a bigger strand. So it's not, like, the really intricate, like, little details you get from, like, plastic 3D printers. So I think that's partially why it doesn't take nearly as long. Oh because these are just, like, thicker ribbons. I wonder if so. it's good. Do you think it's That's good? a good question. <laughs> I don't know. You have to go and test it out. Go to the I'll be their, restaurant. I'll be their taste tester. <laughs> hey, you can probably apply it to be. <laughs> That's kind of cool. So the other thing says simple designs take one to two minutes. Detailed designs take three to seven minutes. And more intricate designs take even longer. So yeah, it depends like how big and like how intricate you want your food to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which makes sense. I'm sure we'll live long enough to see like a chicken... Or like a turkey leg being printed. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure that eventually it'll get to be more, sorry, like popular, like be gimmicks in restaurants and stuff. Like you get to be like and in homes. Can you imagine when they have like a oyster? Is it oyster brand? Who's like a famous? Aren't they like a blender company? I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, that's the only person I could think of that makes kitchen appliances. <laughs> I'm like oyster. 
Sure, you mean KitchenAid? You could do. Oh, KitchenAid! Why did I uh, think like... of them? Yeah, cute. <laughs> I can't wait till KitchenAid has like their own food 3D printer. I don't think I'd want to buy one though for a long time if I ever do. Oh, of course. Because... You know, I have my rule. Yeah, wait a couple of generations and then maybe test it out. Yeah, I mean, you could be. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some, yeah, I mean, you could get, like, a tail or some sort of horrible disease. Yeah. Well, you think about it, too. Like, I guess, to me, it's, like, cooking, I like cooking, so, like, cooking stuff doesn't take very long, and you have, like, frozen meals or, like, pre-made meal kits and stuff, so, like, to me, to spend that much money on, like, a 3D printer for my house, Uh I'd have to have, like, a major selling point that make it, like, this is the best kitchen thing. I wonder how big it is, like, right now. How big the three, the food printer is i have no idea <laughs> probably a decent size to at least have six different aisles the nozzles are hooked up to different That's at different so times weird. or something but i don't know i guess like along this line too i don't know did you ever watch phil of the future i was just gonna channel? i honestly was just gonna bring that up they had it in um aerosol <laughs> yeah like spray, spray cans, cans right yep, it was like yep. i just remember there was one that was like meatloaf yep. yeah <laughs> It's like, that would be pretty cool. But that was, like, hot but, and stuff already, if I remember right. Maybe? I think it was. I don't remember that much detail. Oh, man. That I remember was a, them spraying the food. That was a long time ago. That's, like, the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. That's a good show, though. I miss that show. Yeah, it's a cute show. All right. We move on. Moving on. Move on. So now we have video chat, which was actually a dream in science fiction since the early 1900s. So in this example I have here... um, so I have a couple of different examples of video chat. Uh, the one from a popular movie was from Metropolis. Um, oh. It made in 1927. There was like this huge wall-mounted like computer-looking thing, like like old-fashioned computer-looking thing. And then in the middle of it was the screen where you'd pick up the receiver, like of a like an old-timey phone, to hold it to your ear to hear it, and you could just see the picture of the person in front of you. So it's still. Like, still taking tech from that time, but then futurizing it by having video so, along with it. Weird. So, yeah, so I, I like cool. that they didn't think that you could just speak without holding, like, a big honking-looking landline up. Yeah. Like, you couldn't hear yep. the other person, <laughs> and the other person couldn't hear you without having this little, like... That thing looks like... Honestly, that phone looks like it could bludgeon someone to death. Do you see how big it is? It could be, yeah. It's like an old-timey, like, phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a silent movie, too, so... Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It is, it is. It's kind of an interesting movie. Yeah, so another one, again, it was in, like, the spa- 2001 the Space Odyssey, which was the um, like, the iPad-looking thing. Yeah, so. they had video chat, like, FaceTime on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Pretty cool. And I think theirs is definitely... Well, it's the most recent example, too, so, like, it makes sense that their technology mm-hmm. would be much more thought out i guess as far as like science fiction mm-hmm. and then the last one that i have is from one of my favorite cinematic universes star wars in case you guys haven't seen star wars <laughs> <they> have <laughs> who hasn't <laughs> seen star wars at this point i want to people i want to meet them people. i'd like to meet them so yeah so on the millennium falcon there's the game degeric which is like the hologram looking table thing with a bunch of different characters wait that's what that thing's called degeric yeah degeric i think that's how you pronounce it d-e-j-a-r-i-k so that's just the thing that's in the millennium millennium falcon <laughs> with yeah. it looks like yeah. chess but there's like little monsters that like eat each other right it's chess it's like I monster it's chess right yeah, it's like yeah pretty much yeah it's like a little alien chess yeah okay yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i remember yeah. that and then Chewie is playing it with, like, C-3PO or R2-D2 or something. Mm-hmm. Cute! Yep. So, yeah, so there's actually a company, um, an Australian company called Voxon, or V-O-X-O-N, 
they've created like a hologram sort of machine where basically it's this machine. I think it's a square right now. I think they're coming out with round versions too. But basically, it's a 3D hologram without having to use projectors. It's just this, it's like a screen that moves just fast enough so we, like our eyes can't perceive it. Cool. But it leaves that image. So like it's a 3D image, just like this fast moving screen that projects the different layers of this image like as it moves. So that it looks like whatever you project on it is like moving or you can see through. They, one example they had was um, like a 3D scan of someone like in a hospital. So like they could see like the different areas of your brain. Whoa. Um, they've had like video games. I think they had like space invaders and stuff on there as like an example and stuff like that. And like another example they had was, was 3D conferencing. So like FaceTime. But with this, so you can see like a person's actual face. That's kind of cool. Uh, so yeah, so right now they're actually, the company is actually working with Disney to create an actual degenerate game to put on the Millennium Falcon in Disney World. So that's oh, pretty cool. so, that's pretty yeah. clever, Disney. Yeah, that'd be really cool. So then I think, I don't know if you'll be actually be able to play it, probably eventually. So that's, that's another cool aspect to it. And if you want a little VX1 unit, that's what they call it right now. Okay. Um, if you want one for yourself, it's about $10,000. So, oh my, not pocket change, <laughs> but if you really oh. want one for like a school or something, ten thousand dollars actually isn't as much as I thought it would be. I could buy a car, uh, a quarter of a car, <laughs> a third of a car, but yeah, that was pretty cool. It kind of reminds me of that Tupac hologram at Coachella. Have you ever seen videos of that? I think maybe it yeah, looks pretty seen, good, like pretty realistic. It, didn't they do that with like Michael Jackson and stuff too? Like it's like a didn't he before he got <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think they yeah. did. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they're still gonna do this, but they're gonna do like a Whitney Houston hologram tour. I have no idea if they're still doing it. I doubt it because why would you want to pay money to go see a ghost sing songs yeah. that isn't I've her? Tested it with a few stars now, like a few rock stars and stuff. I think I don't know. I suppose isn't there an it's Elvis like- one? In like Vegas, isn't there a Elvis hologram in Las it Vegas? Could be. I it think be. there is. I suppose like if you're like a huge fan and you want to see your idol in person, this is the only way it's the possible. Closest so I suppose, thing. Yeah. If it's a once in a lifetime kind of a thing, so I suppose it'd be kind of fun. It'd be kind of different, but fun. Different. <laughs> yeah, different new experience. I think it's be- the whole thing is this a new experience that hasn't mm-hmm. really yeah, but. Oh, man, didn't you hear? I hate talking about them. They're like Voldemort (laughs) to me. They're Voldemort to me. I apologize. But that Kanye West did that hologram of Kim Kardashian's dead dad. What? And he had like a birthday message for her or something. Like he took clips of her dead dad speaking and then like morphed them together to have a birthday message for her. I like I can see kind of both sides. Like to me, that'd be really creepy. Like to me, yeah. To me, it's I was like, what in the what? To me, it's creepy. Yeah, I can see it coming from a good place. You can want to make your wife happy, but morphing it and like I don't know. I feel like because if it you've gone through the grief and then mm-hmm. you bring this back and it just kind of it opens feels, up to me. At, like to me, this is just I'll put it bluntly. It's like reanimating a corpse. It's kind. It's pretty. I mean, they a do little bit. It's a little bit, but yeah. I can see how it's like nice. She doesn't get to see her dad, you know. Yeah, it's like it's a nice gesture, but it's a little bit creepy. Reanimating yeah, a corpse, a little bit, a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's leave everyone with that horrible. <laughs> I will put a link down in the description and stuff if you want to see this video of the VX1 
hologram unit in action. I think it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that that, I want to see that. Yeah, I think it's a pretty cool. It's, a, it's just like a 10 minute video. But it gives you a better idea oh, of how, it how works? this actually works. Yeah. yeah. They show it and then yeah, all the different examples and stuff. It's pretty cool. Because again, we can't tell you how the heck this thing works <laughs> because I have a degree that says I have a degree in art. So, uh, <laughs> me no math. Me no math. Yeah, I mean, you have some maths. Yeah, I know some maths. Gotta have, I know some maths, but not okay. that many. The geese outside don't agree with you. I they hear them. Smart. It sounds like you a, hear them? it sounds like a bike horn. Just like, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A nope. dying one. A dying, how does a bike horn die? Like a, you know, like it's, it's been used too many times and it's on its last <laughs> leg. It hates its job. Okay. It hates its purpose in life. And it's Aww. just like, yeah. Sounds like that. So thank you so much, Wanderers, for traveling to the past with us and back to the future. Ooh. I hope you guys... <laughs> We hope you guys enjoyed the, today's episode. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at the Foolish Wanderers Podcast. You can email us always at fwplisteners at gmail.com. If you ever want to leave us some suggestions for future episodes, things you think we missed for this episode, if you have comments, if you need advice, Kendra would love to give you advice. I would love to give you advice. <laughs> I would love it. We'll chat. If- yeah, we'll send you some response emails and be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. Again, I have a degree in art, so it might not She'll be try. that. I'll try. <laughs> She'll try. <laughs> Alright, I think the geese are getting angry. They're getting angry. <laughs> Chuck a loaf of bread at them. Chuck some sourdough. There's some people around here that I see throwing like loaves of bread off their balcony at the geese and I ducks. I think it would be fun <laughs> to have like a slingshot and then get those like no. little. No, let me finish. Let me finish. Get those like little hard, those like little hard like the French breadsticks. You know, like they're the little oh, skinny, like the, the skinny, the skinny hard ones that you like crack in half know. to eat. Okay, okay. get yeah. those right and okay. put them in the slingshot and then go. <laughs> Down the gullet. Like a jet, yeah. Go. Down the gullet. There you go. <laughs> Fade the geese. Oh, man. You could get, like, a, those long French baguettes that are really hard, <laughs> like a baseball bat, and then use that as, like, a javelin. And fuck, check them up. This is like, oh, man. I'd like that. That'd be fun. For weeks. I know. Go to the... <laughs> Oh, man. Cure your fear of birds by feeding them mm-hmm. old stale bread. Aggressively. Yep. Feeding them aggressively. Okay, maybe this is not good advice, but we tried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. I think it'd be fun. You definitely get some. We go viral, I think. As long as you don't hurt them, yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, you could cut the video before that happens. But... <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm we'll gonna, see you guys if, next time. Yep, I'm going to hear from PETA after this one. Oh, my Lord. See you guys next time. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, man. I'm gonna get a hate mail. Everyone's gonna be like, why do you hate birds? This is not okay. You Um, can't force feed them baguettes. Everybody has their own origin story with things. I have my own. Um, Is this your evil origin story? It's not evil. It's not evil. They're evil. (laughs) You're saying that the little baby duckies I see outside my window are evil? Yeah. I mean, I think it's more traumatic than the whole Batman origin. <laughs> That's how I see it. I got chased by birds when I was little and pecked. Yep. And then Batman's like parents died in front of him, but yep. I think mine's more traumatic. Um <laughs> <laughs> you be a hero or 
You'd be an anti-hero, I feel like. Yeah, I'm an anti-hero. I'm like Jack yeah. Sparrow. I got a jar of dirt, mm. and then I just drink like them all day. <laughs> fall down the steps. Yeah. Did you know that scene where he fell down the steps with a jar of dirt? Actually, he actually fell like on Johnny accident. Johnny Depp actually did. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, he, just, he just played it off so amazingly. He's, <laughs> he such, he, he's the only one that can play that oh. character. Oh yeah. Could you? I don't. I don't think I could imagine anyone the else best. playing. Do you know that they're rebooting that movie? With Mar, Aww. it's all female. Like Margot Robbie's gonna be in it, and I'm like, what in the hell? Keep the stuff alone. It's such a good series, though. Just the way it is. Uh, you shouldn't touch it. Like, why do you have to touch it? Got to ruin everything. Got to, got to. Nobody has original <laughs> ideas anymore. Apparently not. No, nope. my dreams do though. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I dream in horror movies. The last, the last few nights. I don't want to know. I, just- I don't want to know. Oh, oh. <laughs> Just go, yeah, why don't you start that? Why don't you, sweet, innocent Katrina, start (laughs) writing horror movies? Scripts for that. I could. You could. could You have horrible. It'd be like the level of Bird Box, just like that weird level. It is that stuff. Like weird. It's like thriller. It's like a horror thriller. That's what I'd call it. It's not like massacring, but it's horror thriller, like creepy ideas. 